to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. My week has been fine. I've done quite a lot. In terms of new things, I decided this week that I, I need to improve my vocabulary. So I'm, I'm learning a bit more English. Yeah, just for vocabulary purposes. So every day I've got a word of the day. So if you hear a word come out, it's just me uh, applying my word of the day. Wonderful. Yesterday my word of the day was jejun. So today... The moment you hear which one is my word of the day, you should shout amen, okay? (laughs) Wonderful. I want us to continue today, and I want us to look at a particular portion of scripture. We'll look at it from like verse 3 to 10. It's like quite a read. Maybe from verse 1 to 10. And we're dealing with 2 Peter. Chapter number one. Okay, we'll start from verse two. Wonderful. Would it be okay if we could read it together? Just like we sang, your kingdom reigns forever, right? One, two, three, go. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, Uh as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Hold on. Are you being blessed just reading that? So everything that you need to be godly, he's already given us. And he's called us to glory and to virtue. Virtue is referring to excellence. Let's continue. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Let's continue. But also for this reason, I, I want us to use the King James. So those who don't know thy, 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 you will learn today. Aha, tell me, have we switched yet from verse 5? I want, I want you to follow me, okay? Verse 5, aha. 
And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. Let's continue. And to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Aha. Uh -huh. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and elections sure. Follow this, everybody, one, two, three. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. So, question, is it possible to never fall? Is it possible to never backslide? Yes. What do you need to do to not backslide? You need to learn to add to your faith. Meaning it's not enough to just, I confess the Lord as my Lord, um, and every morning, oh God, I love you. You're wonderful. Protect me, protect my day in the night. Protect me as I sleep. All you seek from God is protection. In the morning, mm, this world is evil, protect me. In the night, again, protect me. That you're not really adding anything to your faith. So you find that in the day that an opportunity comes, you might find yourself falling because you've not added anything to your faith. So let's go back and look at the things that are supposed to be added. In all diligence, add to your faith virtue, right? Add to your faith virtue. Virtue refers to excellence. Excellence is actually very important in your faith. Like, have you noticed that when you, and you know excellence is in different areas. It can be in terms of your moral character. It can be displayed in how you serve God and so many other things. But have you observed that when you are excellent and you take your faith with excellence, there's just a way you'll be. There's just a way you'll be. And there are times God would do certain things to teach you excellence. I know of a certain brother of mine. Um, he was taking time to pray. And when he was about to pray, he heard God telling him to get up, clean the room properly, and then he can pray. Do you, what do you think was happening there? God was trying to tell him, I need you to have a more excellent approach to your faith. I don't know if you're hearing me. Um, I don't want you to take your faith casually. Approach it with some excellence. You know how you can make a timetable for studies? You can make a timetable for studying the word. It doesn't have to be haphazard. You throw the Bible in the air, you kick it, duh, and then where it falls, that's your verse for the day. That's not excellent. An excellent man is excellent in all things. 
An excellent man will be excellent in all the things that he does. Even your faith, approach it excellently. Sometimes when I'm about, when I'm about to have a worship session alone at home, I'll... <laughs> have you ever rehearsed before having a worship session? Sometimes I'll rehearse, I'll pick the keys properly, I'll see which song goes into which one, so when it's time to pray, I, I deliver something of excellence. Now, for some people here, singing may not be your calling. <laughs> the Lord understands. But add some excellence to your prayer life. Praise God. Sometimes just shock God. You're entering a prayer session now for like a suit. And everyone asks, why are you wearing a suit? I'm going, I'm going to have a meeting with God. I'm going to have a meeting with my maker. That's why even when you're coming to church, add some excellence. In case you wondered why we tell departments to be in uniforms and all those things. It's an opportunity to serve God excellently. There's no way if you're going to school, you check how you're dressed, you check this, you check this. Going to church, you just wake up. Take me as I am. Shouldn't no, add some excellence to it. You will notice that anything that you add deliberate effort to, you easily maintain. Because excellence will mean you add some effort to it. So turn to your neighbor and say, add excellence to your faith. What else should you add? Knowledge. Add knowledge. You know, there are some people who love being simple. They love being simple. I know from the um, prayer requests I receive, you can tell from a prayer request you receive that a person is very simple. By simple, I mean in the things of God, they're novice, they're young, they're an apios. No, that's, no, that's a Greek word. That's a Greek word. That's a Greek word. It means they're a child. And here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with being a child, but there's a problem with not growing. There's a problem with not growing. And you can easily tell. And let me show you the problem with being simple. In terms of spiritual things, being simple is a choice. It's a choice. Let me explain. You've heard a certain word at church. Last week, I quoted when Jesus said, remember Lord's wife. What's the real reason you've still not read about Lot's wife? You read so many Instagram stories in the past seven days. You could have at least just said, okay, there's no way something can be mentioned at church and I have no idea. You're talking about Lot's wife, I don't even know who Lot is. It means you've just chosen to be simple. You want us to think for you. You want us to pray on your behalf. You want us to be your mediator before God. There are many people who've chosen to be simple. That is why if I'm to call for a meeting and say, I want you all to come, I will lay hands on all of you so that you should have a breakthrough. However, each person should bring an entrance fee of 300 kwacha. They will flock. Then if you have another meeting and say, I want you to come. It's going to be a seminar. I'll teach you how to go towards your breakthrough. And afterwards, we'll all pray for our own individual breakthroughs. And it's free. There are people who just love being simple. 
I'm telling you, that I've learned. I, I realized it. I realized by how a person can literally skip a training meeting where their life was going to improve. At the same time, they're posting useless statuses, useless stuff, useless memes. They just love being simple. Let me show it to you. Proverbs 1. You know which verse I'm talking about, right? It's verse what? Verse what? Verse 6? Let's try verse 6. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not verse 6. Give me the one that says how long simple ones. It should be verse 12, 13, somewhere there. How long simple ones? Give it to me. Have you found it, Tim? How long simple ones will you remain simple? Verse 22. Okay. It says, how long, you simple ones, would you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. Fools hate knowledge. So let's say we write a message to the entire church and it's got 15 principles that you need to follow. And someone is just, ha! This long message from pastor. Now in that moment, what you're doing there is that you're practicing foolishness. That's not. <laughs> Guys, look, for those who are meeting me for the first time, I'm very nice. I'm just showing you what the Bible says. Let's continue. Fools are the ones I hate knowledge. Uh-huh. Then now this is wisdom talking. Wisdom says, turn at my rebuke. Surely I'll pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. There are certain dimensions of the Holy Spirit you only experience when you love knowledge. And certain dimensions of the word of God, certain revelations you only know if you love knowledge. Let's continue. Because I have called and you refused. This is wisdom saying are you sure you're ready to hear what wisdom said next? Okay. Because I have called and you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. Uh-huh. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. Uh-huh. When your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you. Uh-huh. Then, notice this, they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Even your prayers become fruitless. And what's the reason why? Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. I remember one time I was at Ispak Moor, I was still at Unza, and I met um, one of the people who would come for fellowship. And I don't know why. And I said, oh, what's this? They had like a band on for, I think, a certain prophet. So I said, what's this? And they pushed me away like I'd done something crazy. Hey, don't touch that. It's my protection. I said, your protection from what? I said, said, Satan will clearly know how to get to this person. He'll clearly know. He'll just send a lizard. He once used a serpent. <laughs> he would just send a causeway. <laughs> Not a rat, a causeway. <laughs> causeway has its own brain. <laughs> he would just send one good one. 
to grab that thing. And, what's the, and, and guess what will happen in that moment? Someone hated knowledge. They preferred simplicity. Because that's, that's being overly simple. Praise God. Add to your faith knowledge. Add knowledge. Get to know these things. I don't know if you're hearing me. Every believer must know the basics of Christianity, the tenets of our faith, those things which are absolute, those things which we must, we must pursue with such veracity. Get to know them. Let's continue in Second Peter. Turn to your neighbor and ask, are you enjoying yourself? Aha, uh-huh. what did they answer? Did they say your pastor? No, pastor is being a bit too harsh. Let's continue. What else must you add? Aha, uh-huh. verse 6. And to knowledge, temperance, which is also self control. What's self control? Power under control, right? The ability to say no, the ability to say yes. And to temperance, Patience. What's patience? Patience has to do with your attitude as you're waiting. Anyone can wait. Not everyone is patient. If you're going to wait, you're going to wait anyway. So the difference between a person who's patient and a person who's waiting is your attitude. Well, well, you're still... um, If, let's say, you're in the middle of a storm, would you really bless him? I say, Lord, tonight I'm here to bless you. I don't know if you're hearing me. That's how you know if you're being patient. Let's continue. And to patient what? Godliness. Godliness is almost a, for lack of better term, it may sometimes appear religious. But what makes it different from religion is that it's got power. There's a power that's behind it. But godliness is where you do your utmost to be like God and to display godly attributes. For example, imagine you give someone something just because it's a good thing to do. Imagine you do the right thing just because it's the right thing to do. I remember one time I was at an airport in China, Guangzhou Airport, and we were putting our things, you know, when you're putting your things and they're passing. And then there's this woman, I just remember her for being very tall. She was very tall and she left something and it looked very expensive. So I got it and I immediately ran. It was instinctive. I didn't even, you know, think. I grabbed it and I ran to her and I, you know, tapped her and she turned and so I gave it to her. Now, she said some things in a language that I don't, I think it was French. And I don't know, all I know is that on her face, she looked very grateful. And she looked like she wanted to like remove some money. So as she was turning like this, I walked out very quickly. I didn't want her to remain with a mindset that there are people who do good things because they just want egg or something. It has to become evident to the world that there are people who are good just for the sake of being good. Yeah, on your way home, someone's car has stopped. Although nowadays I wouldn't really advise for 
<laughs> Nowadays. <laughs> okay. And you've discerned in your heart and three angels have told you that it's safe. Right? And then you decide to help them push the car. Surely they have to give you something. I know it's not everything that's a business opportunity. But like I said, society sometimes can, can make you stop. <laughs> like nowadays, I'm very careful. Eh, giving a lift <laughs> in Olympia. <laughs> Olympia, Roma, you can't give lifts. We just pray for them in your heart. <laughs> you even increase your speed. When you... Okay, let's continue. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. We know what charity is, right? Love. Uh-huh. For if these things be new and abound, meaning when they grow, they will make you neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord. And then if, they are, if these things are not there, what will happen? You backslide. He that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see far and has forgotten that he was purged from his odd sins. And then remember, if you do these things, you will never fall. So Christianity is very simple. Just be a good Christian before you can be anything else. Just ask yourself, what would Jesus do in this situation? What's the right thing to do? I was teaching someone earlier today. I'll tell you what I shared with them. One of the things that you have to do if you want to be a good Christian are you ready for this one? Is when it comes to your relationship with the Lord Jesus, even if it means you go against your personality, you must be completely obsequious. Ex <laughs> extremely submissive in nature. Sorry, it was just one of those words. <laughs> oh, obsequious. Okay? Meaning being extremely submissive in nature. So in your notes, you write obsequious. No, you have to go home and find a way to put it in your sentences. Now, let me tell you what I mean. Um, sometimes it's easy to follow God until he tells you to say yes when everything in you wants to say no. Or when he tells you to say no, when your personality is that in that moment, usually you would say yes. I'll give you a personal example. One of the things that I learned very early when I was doing ministry, are you guys following? One of the things that I learned very early when I was doing ministry, you'll find this very funny. Don't laugh at me, I was young. One of the things that I learned very early when doing ministry was to cut off. I learned how to cut off. Like if, if, um, if a friendship or a mentorship or anything is, 
invading my peace of mind. I'll just cut the person off and move on with my life. One of the things I learned very early, I'll just cut off and move on. And here's the funny thing. There were moments where it was necessary. There were moments it was very necessary. You do know that there are sometimes you have to cut off, right? The Bible says, let your yes be a yes, your no be a no. My cutting off was a bit extreme. I'll unfriend you. I'll, I, I never block, but I'll just make sure that my absence is not necessarily failed. But I would delete your line. As in, I, I don't do those relationships for where we just view each other's statuses, but we know we don't like each other. And then we just keep updated with each other. Ah, I don't do that. So for me, I would go from my phone book and life moves on. Okay, that's the way it was. And I found that, um, I felt that's the way my personality is. Everyone is different. Then one time, something happened. And I had the opportunity to do this. And it was very justifiable. When I say very justifiable, I mean I was right. You know, there are those situations where... (laughs) Have you ever had situations where it's debatable who's the right one and who's the wrong one? Then have you ever had those where it's 100% clear you are right? As in, there is no debate, there is no place for argument. You are right, the person knows you are right, God knows you are right, (laughs) even the devil knows that you are right. And... And, every, and it was in my hands to just cut off. And then here's the thing. If I went ahead and did it, it's not me who would have lost out. They would have lost out instead. So as I'm thinking, I found my... In short, my spirit was asking the rest of me a question. In short, the real me, you know the question that I asked myself? The question that I asked myself was this. Um, these were the exact words. Must you glorify your personality that much? Is your personality what you worship? Must you worship yourself rather than God? I sat and I thought. And in this situation, like I said, if I made the move I was going to make, it's not me who would have lost out, it's them. But then the thought that came, what about compassion? What about them? Why can't you think about them? It hit me so bad I wrote a song. You want to know what song I wrote? Perfect Father, you have been You've heard that one? Have you ever heard the second line? Sing it with me. You have... Have again. Not the word again. (laughs) So what happened is I ended up saying, Lord, you know what? Jesus is the author and finisher of my faith. So rather than looking up to myself, I'll look unto Jesus. Even if it moves me from my comfort zone and makes me stay. In that moment, I was staying despite feeling very uncomfortable. But then, it's not really worship, it's not really submission, if it doesn't have moments where it hurts. 
but you're doing it simply because you love the Lord. The, you know, there's, <laughs> I don't know if somebody's hearing me. Have you ever been in a position where there's somebody you don't like? So, I may not be at your level. I know when I don't like someone, okay? <laughs> where you've got somebody you don't like and you've got justifiable reasons and God gives you a dream showing you unique details about the progress they're about to make in their lives and he tells you, go and tell them. Go tell, my, go tell my child, Shan Shan, that I'm pleased with them and I'm going to do A, B, C, D in their lives. <laughs> like, what? And the first thing you do is you look for their number. You know, you don't. <laughs> and you call them. And for sure, the word is more than accurate. And they say, ha, you don't know how you've blessed me. And they were not the person you are trying to bless. Sometimes, you know, submitting to God drifts you from your comfort zone. Drifts you from your comfort zone. Do you remember when Jesus was saying, bless your enemies, bless and do not curse. And he says, even the Gentiles like those who like them. But if you are truly a believer, have you ever had moments where you've gone on your knees and you've prayed for those who've been fighting you, that God should just give them some nice things in their life so that they can forget you and have something to do. <laughs> okay, that's my version of it. <laughs> Lord, give them so much money that they forget this persecution. Let them forget persecuting me. <laughs> no, but have you, there are times when your Christianity will involve you getting on your knees and praying for people who don't deserve your prayers. There are times it will involve you forgiving people who don't deserve your mercy. Or forgiving people who are not even sorry. Because there is a place in your faith where it's not my will, but yours. But the challenge is people like to surrender almost. Not really all. Praise God. Someone would say, Pastor, how do I know who can I tell you one secret? Not really a secret, I'm about to say one key. The moment you start worshiping. The moment you've decided to have this moment with God and you want to worship and praise, those thoughts that flood your, your head, those things that come back to the surface, sometimes they're reflective of some of the things you need to deal with. Usually in those moments, you're able to tell who you've not forgiven. For me, sometimes every statement I said the whole day comes back to mind. And you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm the only one who it happens. It happens a lot when I want to pray, where everything will come back to mind. Have you ever been in a prayer session? You've started, ah, Thou art worthy. Before you know it, you're getting your phone. No, I'm sorry for how I talked. This, this, this. And secretly you want to add, I really just want to enjoy the presence of God and this is, this is disturbing me. Usually those things that come to the surface are some of the things you need to deal with urgently. And I would advise you that when things come to the surface, listen to me, deal with them before you lose your sensitivity to God. The worst place to ever be in 
is to be a place where you've lost sensitivity. You're not sensitive at all. That's the worst place to be in. I've seen it happen before. Praise God. Are you learning something? Let me just say one more thing. It says, the next verse was talking about making your election sure. Ladies and gentlemen, give me that verse about making your election sure. Verse 10. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For me, this reminds me of working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Be at a place, ladies and gentlemen, where at any point you are ready for the judgment seat of God. Let me say that again. I had a situation not a long time ago where there is somebody who had done something wrong. And so I gave them a call. And I told them off. Hi. I didn't hold back. They had done something wrong. So I rebuked them. Because Jesus rebuked his disciples. And they are not a true disciple if you are unrebukable. The Bible actually says, if you be without chastisement of which you are all partakers, then ye are bastards and not sons. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. So if you can't be corrected, then according to the scripture, you are not a child of God. Now, I rebuked them and I told them to come to my office. And the following is what I noticed. My office is not big, if you've noticed. The distance between the door and the chair is like, you know, one and a half steps. I can almost say it took them five minutes to get from the door to the chair. And the whole time they walked in like this. They were terrified. I asked them a question the moment they sat on the chair. I said, you see the way how... And they couldn't look at me or down the whole time. I asked them one question. I said, maybe this experience is good for you because if it can be this scary to come to my office, how much more if this was judgment day? How would you have walked into the throne room? How would you have walked to the judgment seat of God? And I said, let this be a constant memorial for you. That one day you have to stand before God. So every day, live as if that's the day you will face the judgment. Live as if that's the day you will stand before God and give an account. Every day, live as, if, live as if it's like that. You'll find, as time goes by, some things will become almost spiritually instinctive. Because you live as if it's the day Jesus is coming. Amazing, eh? 
amazing. I know some people who, these are people I knew, I knew personally. They would be so funny the whole week. I find, I meet the guy on Friday and it's after 18. No, it's somewhere 17. This is a Unza. I meet the guy. Suddenly he's only playing Christian music and even his dress code changes and the way he talks changes. I'm like, ah, what's going on? No, 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 I need to welcome the Sabbath because, you know, um, I, I need to welcome it. So for this period now, I need to be holy. What if someone's mindset could shift from observing a day to observing the Lord of the Sabbath and living every day like that? What would happen? So make your election sure. That's why if you're not sure whether you're born again, and you can still sit in the chair when we call for an altar call. That's pride. As in, let me not say that. I was going to say who, if I was saying it, I would have said, who do you think you are that the almighty God can send his son and call you? And you're like, I'll do it next time. I'm telling you, on the final day, we who looked foolish the whole day begging, guys, confess the Lord Jesus, guys, live like this. Who do you think will have the last laugh? We need to take this thing seriously. Praise God. Praise God. That's why if you've got a friend, and you know your friend has not been in the right approach them and correct them. If that's how the friendship ends, it's a good way of ending it. In addition, come tell me if, if, they, if they refuse your correction. That would be a very nice way of ending your friendship. Imagine the person goes before God. God, I ended this friendship because the person corrected me because they wanted me to live a godly life. And you can imagine they then submitted my name like you said in your word to submit the names to the church. They then submitted my name. Can you imagine such a bad friend? That's a, that's a nice testimony of you. What do you think? Okay, lovely. I'll have to continue next week. So make your election sure. I've got like seven more points. So I'll make them next week. Is there anyone here who's not sure about their salvation? I want to give you an opportunity before I close. Um, you can just raise your hand so that you'll come to the front and I lead you in a prayer. Is there anybody? Wonderful. If you're watching us or you're listening to the podcast and you love to confess Jesus as your Lord, I would like you to say after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I confess you as my Lord and I'm born again. Please click through that link that we've given. Or if you've just gotten saved, click this link. Praise God. Can we pray for a minute before we give our offering? Lift your hands. I have decided. Just one person. Don't sing, just pray. Affirm in your heart. Affirm in your mind that this is your decision to follow Jesus all the days of your life. If there are areas that are weak points, if there are areas where you're struggling, 
present them before him. Present them before him. One person singing. We've got a minute. Just put that in prayer. Glory! Shabaraba Shato Shapikiyama Ramashate Grace is sufficient. Grace is sufficient. God has called you unto holiness and virtue, and the grace is sufficient. Grace is sufficient in Jesus' name. Grace is sufficient. Grace is sufficient. Grace is sufficient. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. And this freedom for my soul. Freedom for my soul. Let's have the grace, please. A freedom to adore. Freedom for me. Now I bless you all in Jesus' name. The spirit of holiness, the spirit of the fear of the Lord rests abundantly on you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's read. Let's, let's say the grace together. The amazing grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and will dwell in the house of the Lord. Oh, wow. What a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.